Hello, welcome to the third episode of the Burning Podcast. My name is Jonathan. I am one of the co-hosts and co-founders of this podcast show. And right in London is my co-host. Her name is Rachel. Rachel, what do you want to introduce yourself to God's agreement? Yo, yo, yo. So, what's up? What's up, up, Rachel? How have you been lately? Um, So, we are in lockdown. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are... I've been at home for the past 10 days. Hmm. Um, only went out to the supermarkets and yeah, still feeling quite myself, which is surprising. Wow. Have the whole neighborhood turned completely nuts? Not really, no. Hmm. Feels right. quite calm, strangely very calm. Right. Anybody being an idiot walking around? Oh, there's tons of people walking around. There's a lot of people walking around. <sighs> <laughs> because Good they obviously God. like the government government has said like, oh yeah, you can take one walk. Uh you can take one walk or one form of exercise a day in the park or around wherever your neighborhood. So there's a lot of people. And the funniest thing is that like, you see people that don't actually do like running or exercising at the park right. any other day. But all of a sudden, you see them in the park walking or like trying to run, and it's just packed. The whole park is packed, which which makes no sense because this lockdown is for nothing. Right, right, yeah. People are just the most like confusing bunch of energies ever, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I heard that. Uh, so Boris got the COVID. Boris. Yeah. Johnson has the COVID. Yeah. What and the and the strangest thing is like you would think where. Has he been that he managed to get it? Exactly. It's like Prince Charles, right? In the, yeah. In the Buckingham Palace the whole day and somehow the COVID managed to permeate through the walls of the palace. Exactly. Which is very strange. But hey, maybe, who knows? Maybe Boris Johnson said hi to Prince Charles and then that's how he got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what have you been doing lately during this lockdown? Um, oh. So I have forced my, my boyfriend into letting me shoot him do a cooking show on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we've done that recently, which was quite fun. I mean, we both took up, we took our entire day to shoot, uh, but it was good, uh, good fun. We're going to keep doing it, I think. That's nice. I, I, I've been, uh, I've been doing this uh, daily experimental film where for 14 days, I'm going to uh, shoot my dad uh, washing his hands so every single day I'm trying to think of a different way to direct it yeah I, I tried it the first day and I think frankly it's enough already <laughs> like I, I, I just <laughs> you know when I when I first start rolling the camera then I'm just like ah oh, shit this is a terrible idea <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what am I gonna do the next day like how <laughs> how, how how you know it's like those kind of like uh uh, like how different can yeah but maybe it can be like you shoot it over like 20 days because what they say you have to wash your hand for like 20 seconds right? Right, right right so you shoot it for 20 days but you use different clips so every second you cut to a different clip i was thinking of like one day do three, 16 by 9 then the next day two three five and then the four by three format and then because everything is shot by the phone what then one day slow motion, that kind of thing. 
Maybe. Worth a try. I worth, mean, worth a try. you're about to go into lockdown maybe back in Singapore. Oh, yeah. So why not? Right. Yeah. So, Rachel, I have a question for you. Mm. Do you know an average shark swims 50 feet per second? I did not know that. Don't I don't know. even know how far 50 feet is. But, fun fact, speaking of sharks, guess what I just watched recently? Yeah, we are so organic with our segue into the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? so what have you watched, Rachel? Is this film called Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Can, can you, it can is you, the most... Can you enlighten us what actually brought you to this situation to watch Deep okay. Blue Sea? Okay, let me explain. So basically, I was on... So now... In lockdown, everybody's on like, uh, like, like Zoom, yep, yep. Skype, whatever. So I was just, I was talking to more people than I normally would on a day-to-day basis. So I was catching up with Astrid, one of the directors from <laughs> our school. Yep. So I was talking to her on the phone. And then we just started talking about, uh, she said she just watched The Invisible Man, which was the one with, uh, what's her name, Elizabeth Moss. Right. And then I said like, oh my God, yeah, I, I mean, I saw that. And then I, I thought about, uh, hollow man and I thought it was the same thing you know like they were remaking it in this in this age the one with Kevin Bacon which was excellent excellent hollow film. man is so we, excellent so we went down we went down this hole then because uh, she was explaining to me actually Invisible Man is not the same as Hollow Man but then we started talking about Hollow Man because she's not seen it before and it's one of those like really trashy films it's but a very one. good yeah mm. it's a very good trashy film yeah. you know so we went down that hole so we talked about hollow man and then all of a sudden she started talking about deep blue sea and i was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah like that film is is like that takes it's, me it's back yet another and i was like shit i really need to watch deep blue sea now <laughs> yeah like and then there was in maybe in a further episode we will talk about another great film special episode where we thought another great film which we suggested also was dante's peak if you remember. Holy crap, is that that Pierce Brosnan one? Yes, yes. Oh, shit. Dante we can talk shit. about that and then we can talk about the film Twister. We, we, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We pretty much went all back the special, to the 90s. Yeah, all the special episodes we'll be talking about 90s uh, epic trashy films. Yeah. So yeah, Deep Blue Sea. So I watched it the other day and I was like, wow, this film is just like filled with 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 surprises. It's like kinder surprise after a kinder <laughs> After a kinder surprise, it's bad. It's it's I, great. I I I've, after when was the first time you actually watched Deep Blue Sea? Because I, I can I still remember. remember for me, probably... right? For me, it was in nineteen ninety nine, and I was primary four, and I still remember oh, that I went to watch with my mum. My you watch it in the cinema. I watched it in the cinema in Suntec City, and that oh uh, that that was a time when Suntec City still have Carrefour. You remember Carrefour? <laughs> so, so I went with my mom, I went with a cousin of mine, and I went with uh, my uncle. And I remember right before we went to watch an afternoon show on a Sunday afternoon, uh, I, w- uh, I, I bought a full blue soccer kit uh, by this Italian brand, Kronos. Yeah? And oh, I got yeah. the long socks as well, and then I got a box of Lego. And we went to watch Deep Blue Sea, and it was a fun day at cinema that day. Yeah. So that's my deep blue sea story. And then after that, I literally, you know, and then in cable, you like watch it sometimes, that kind. And I think it's like 15 years I haven't seen that film already, Deep Blue Sea. I mean, it's really, it's really crazy how you remember exactly when and where you watched that film. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, 
I can't remember when when I watched it. It's probably I think during maybe poly poly days. So when I was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, around that around that age. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, this film, this this film. Um, Should we talk about? I I guess we have to tell people the plot of Deep Blue Sea, right? Basically, the reason why Deep Blue Sea is such a great film, right? Because the premise of it is just your classic, um, trashy film about, <laughs> about about um, it's about this sci- group of scientists or a group of mix of people, okay? And then they're trying to figure out how to find the cure for Alzheimer's. <laughs> so and then this film just begins like like in the most absurd way of like. <sighs> Party goers in, in, in a in a yard of in the middle of the night. Okay, in yeah, the middle yeah. of the night. They're not even sun tanning. They're not doing anything. <laughs> One couple is dancing. The other couple is making out. And then all of a sudden, boom! It hits the yard. Oh, and then one what the a girl a girl starts going crazy. Oh my god! Oh my god! What is that? What is that? The yeah. classic, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. beginning of a yeah. trashy film. Yeah, and then you you find out okay, a shark is attacking. And it's not just any ordinary shark. Right, um, right. It's this super shark that escaped. And then uh, you meet the sort of like the main character for the first time, which is this uh, very wannabe, hunky, um, Thomas, like diver. Thomas Jane. Dash. His name is yeah. Thomas Jane. Yeah. Thomas Jane. Okay. Yeah. 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 So basically, it, 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 they, they go to this facility where they are breeding uh, super sharks, where they extract something from their brains or something mm. that you that protein, they use protein. to protein that used to call like like cure alzheimer's mm. okay that's the premise of it and then as expected because it's a super shark yeah. obviously they become smarter than <laughs> the humans and then they try to escape or kill these humans that actually make them smart in the first yeah and so, yeah, and, and they have to just, escape yeah exactly and this facility right is the weirdest facility it's like <laughs> It's like a mining. No, I don't even know what it is. Like you know, all those uh, where they take oil, like yeah, oil yeah, 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 ocean, right in the middle of the ocean. Okay, right, this right, facility. Right. So, can you imagine how do you escape this, mm-hmm. uh, this place mm-hmm. when you are surrounded by water? <laughs> so yeah, that's the premise where already is set up to fail. Right, but right. Is it promises a lot of action? It promises, man. It's it's really though. It's a classic. Uh, how should I say? You know, like obsession about science and then it gets out of hand kind of movie and of course it's a shark movie which is uh in the vein of jaws but you know it's not as sophisticated as the spielberg brand of filmmaking like it's a bit of b-grade which is like you said like hollow man very poor verhoeven kind of cinema and because the director is rennie harlan who did films like uh long kiss goodbye uh, die Hard 2 and actually still very much working t- today yeah actually the last film he did was a was a Hong Kong film a Hong Kong film with Ren Xianqi and he's uh, he's sleazy but boy can that guy like direct action scenes <laughs> yeah yeah this, I, I, I do agree like I do agree this is a pretty damn good action film man you gotta you gotta be, yeah yeah and so, moving on into the film, talking about like hinder surprises, right? Yeah, we got we got to uh, talk about the cast, man. 
yeah, yeah. So, so we let's go. Okay, wait. You cut this segment out, uh, but let's go I- into it by talking, uh, like going into each, like how you say, like basically you get introduced. To, we introduce the cast right. through talking about the 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 sequence of the film, like the plot, how it develops, right, right, right. and then we introduce the cast. Yeah. Because that's the fun fun part. Okay. Yeah. So how do we? Where do we speak up from? Um. It's got to be that lady, uh, The the. Uh, the scientist, Dr. Susan. Yeah. So, so from the start of the film, after that whole very awkward incident where the shark threatened to kill all these party poopers already, right? Uh, we are introduced to Dr. Susan, who is played by a British actress called Saffron Burrows. Uh, yeah. Who basically disappeared into nowhere after that film. Yeah, he was in this uh, 2008 film with Jason Statham called The Bang Job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if you watched that film before. Have you watched that film yes. before? The Bang yes. Job. Yeah. Jason Statham. So yeah, Saffron Burrows. Yeah, she's a British ac- British actress, model and everything. Yeah, so she like, you know, it's like, eh, how? Cannot, right? You come and, yeah. you're shocked, anyhow, like mess with people like that. So the f- Samuel L. Jackson who plays the boss, like, copy her. And then for some reason, they decide to go to the facility. Yeah. And, and it's just hilarious because like watching it for the, the first time in like so long, all of a sudden I was like, shit, that's Samuel L. Jackson. And he was like super young in at, at that point. Right, right, so yeah. it was really funny. And then he was acting mm-hmm. as this very um almost like very posh uh white man uh uh persona in the film, which is quite funny. Yeah. Um so you, so so they both went to the facility and they get introduced to the people working on the facility. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they 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 find their their they find their super shark swimming with the 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 guy that thinks he's Superman Thomas Jane <laughs> Thomas Jane <laughs> Thomas Jane who acts as uh Mark Wahlberg's uh drug dealing crazy friend in Boogie Nights <laughs> yeah that's him Thomas Jane this hunk who is uh devil may care fear no no one kind of uh superhero yeah. And 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 they they meet uh Stellan Skarsgård as well, who is this uh, yeah. brilliant scientist yeah. who is introduced in the most outrageous way by standing at the top of top of the ceiling peeing down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, and then and then his his girlfriend who is this Australian actress who is this marine biologist in the film is like, he's a brilliant man, and then uh Samuel L. Jackson is like, oh, that doesn't seem very brilliant to me. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson is yeah. pretty much. This is like his most sensitive role ever. You know, he's not as badass yeah. as he has. Yeah, which is kind yeah. of weird as well. And then, yeah, that's where you start, uh, you get introduced to uh, the bulk of the main cast. And then the best introduction of the cast <laughs> is when after the main people, scientists all go to their labs to go and see the shark and everything, you get brought to the kitchen. Yes. The facility kitchen. And what do you know? You see the the back of this guy speaking to a parrot, talking <laughs> about cooking and speaking to a parrot, right? And then who is it? LL Cool J. LL Cool okay. J, man. The goat. The goat. And he's so great. He's so underrated in films. It's just uh, yeah. sad, but he's a fantastic addition to this to this cast. LL Cool J, right, in this film, right, he proves that if you need a guy to save the day, right, all you need is a hip-hop chef with a pet parrot and, and you are good to <laughs> exactly. go already he's so confident he, he's pretty I think he's definitely the MVP of the film because like as a rapper he sells every line very well 
things like yeah. you know like you know you ate my bird that kind of things yeah <laughs> and he just he just sells a role that typically a character like that you know uh in in a cliched sense is the first to die but yeah we should not spoil but it no. as we continue yeah. with the story yeah yeah so so you get introduced to most of the cast that will be you will be seeing throughout the film and then uh as usual you try to introduce it slowly because we all don't know that obviously we all know by now that something's going to happen with the sharks but hey let them do what they want to do so you get introduced to people and then you have the the surprise birthday party where they <laughs> where they bring the guy up and then all of a sudden like you the lights are off what is going on Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. and boom and boom they have a they have a yeah. they have a surprise i don't know like hawaiian vibe birthday party in it. it's ridiculous man that that birthday party scene yeah and then and then it's this is the funniest bit okay um you have a birthday party you would think you just have a birthday party into the middle of the night because you're in the middle of the ocean right no they have a birthday party they get drinking ll cool j behind the bar mixing drinks <laughs> and then next you know they are down in the lab going to extract the protein from the shark i mean yeah, like where like, is what? responsibility responsibility <laughs> like like just go and sleep just go and sleep and and then check the shark on the next day right Exactly. Also, how can you be doing that when you have just drank alcohol? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they all deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than people who who breached the the 14-day quarantine in this yeah, coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What is yeah, worse yeah. than people than uh, breaching the, the 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 quarantine is trying to get protein out of a shark <laughs> after you just had an alcohol fuel party. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So that's where obviously shit goes down. Shit begins to happen. So you have this scene where okay, they they bring the shark in. It's a very intense scene, okay, because they're trying to bring the shark in, and then Thomas Jane is in the water, you know, trying to 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 push the shark into the the lift where it lifts up into the the lab, and then the the that scientist woman will come. That Doctor Susan comes and like, and and inserts uh, this needle into the shark's brain. <laughs> and 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 they extract the protein and they test it on like uh like um Alzheimer's uh, someone I don't know what what is that like <laughs> this a cell little, or this little piece of small meat that looks like <laughs> the kind of bait right that you take for fishing <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's hilarious. And then you imagine like five or people staring at one screen and then all of a sudden it's like yes yes we did it we did it it's going we we achieve it and then um Shit, shit, shit happens. So, so what happens from there, John? After they celebrated, Stellan Skarsgård is like, yeah, man, yeah, man, and then he just sits down by the beside the shark tank, right? Beside the shark, and pool, then lights right? up. He lights a cigarette, <laughs> <laughs> and out of nowhere, out of nowhere, in the most sudden way, uh, the shark just starts bite his hand off. Yeah, because because why? Because obviously sharks don't like the smell of cigarette, right? Yeah, like. <laughs> That must be why. Which is the for, most ridiculous for, thing. For the world's smartest people, right? They are pretty damn stupid, man. Yeah, and then that's where like it really it really goes down. Um uh it really gets more fast paced. It's like uh scene after scene after scene of action film, uh, action scenes. 
where okay, so bite his hand off, call call for ambulance to come in. Okay, Ooh, that's the put best, him man. on the stretcher. Yeah. Then bring him up to 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 the land level, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, the lift door open. Yeah. You have torrential rain. It's going crazy outside. And, and, the and, helicopter and, can't and, come to lift. And by the way, the rain is amazing in this film. Yeah. Yeah. The water, every single water effect in this film is great. Like it looks, it makes wet season looks like a. A, a little fountain and, and there's no disrespect <laughs> to Wet Season because it's two completely different films but I bet yeah. if like Anthony Chen sees the rain in uh, uh, Deep Blue Sea it's gonna be like oh my god where have you guys been yeah where have you guys been in my whole life yeah yeah, it's it's such a great scene, man. Like yeah. the your tension your tension level in that scene is amazing. Yeah. So yeah, like the helicopter comes, uh, tries to lift uh Stellan's casket up, yeah. and then uh the the rest of the people go back down mm. because the rain is just crazy. Yeah. And then and then as usual, the thing gets caught. The the helicopter thing gets caught and then gets dragged down by the shark, obviously. And then this epic scene, this epic scene happens in the lab where there's a big obviously in the lab right you have a big glass glass window oh, when I you look that. into the, yeah. the the tank the tank of the shark yeah and then they are all down there like worrying and crying like consoling the girlfriend mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you see something approaching the glass mm. and what is it samuel l jackson's like what is that guys yeah. and then you see stellan's glass got in in still strapped to the to stretcher. the stretcher but but being pushed by the shark and slammed right into the glass and it starts cracking. That That is a great scene. Slow cracks. Yeah. And and it's Slow like, crack. it's such a brutal in your face, like take your dead corpse back kind of uh, move by the sharks. Yeah. At, at this point, you kind of realize that the sharks are insanely intelligent. Yeah. It, it but yeah. Nuts. I mean, yeah, there's so many good scenes in, there's so many good scenes in this film. I can't even pick, but I have to say, right, my favorite scene in this film, the only scene that I can remember this film by, whenever someone tells me Deep Blue Sea, right, that's the scene I immediately think about, right? Which is, do you remember the Dr. Susan? Yeah. So she she goes down to her to her room or like, uh, I can't remember, was it her room or like the locker area? Yeah. To get the hard drive yeah. from her, her locker. Yeah. And it's such a great scene. Like, you know, it's that water, half filled. She's in her wetsuit, right? Her full wetsuit. Yeah. And then, after that, there's the there's the shark that's there, and she decides to electric like put like oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I know, I know that scene. So she, yeah, and then it's like okay, you know that um at some point in this kind of trashy films, you have to see like a half naked lady so that you can your, uh appeal your one to some, moment of sexiness. As, exactly, but this sex scene right is done so well; it's just insane. Yeah, like she takes off her. Like this, this the setup is so good for her to take out her wetsuit, so she's in like her bikini. And yeah. then she, she, she folds it up and steps on it so that she doesn't get electrocuted. Yeah. Just to go and get the hard drive. Yeah. The tension in that scene is just insane. Yeah. It's, one, it's my favorite scene in that whole film. I think, yeah, that, 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 that's, a, that, that's a great scene. It's like you kill two birds with one stone. You have exactly. your trashy sexiness, but at the same time, you have, uh, you have science to back it up. Yeah. Exactly. Th- these are the damn smartest sharks you ever see in the film, man. And uh, if I was to tell you my favourite scene, and by this time you you can, we, we are just kind of skipping out the plot because basically uh, people die one by one, right? So right after, yeah. 
right after right after Stalin's cast got died, right? The next person who died, I'm actually gonna play a scene right now to 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 show you what my favorite scene is. Well they can get a whole lot worse. <laughs> so we're not going to fight anymore. We're going to pull together and we're gonna find a way to get out of what, here. Watching this without without First, audio is actually quite interesting because yeah. it's just <laughs> <very> <laughs> I mean, it's just a classic. It's just classic. It's just classic. The music, man. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at how brutal the shark is. He's still there. Samuel Jackson is still there. Yeah, it's every single death, right? And I guess we have to start talking about how each of them dies, right? The deaths are so inventive, though. You know, like... What is the best death? Give me the best death. The best death, I think, is... uh. Let me think. It's either the Samuel L. Jackson one. Because I think the marine biologist one was pretty good as well. Because, you know, they were trying to climb up. And then... uh, Like, she fell to the water. But you see the shark kind of revealing up, right? You know? While they were climbing yeah. the place, so I so I thought that was that was yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty damn dope as well, and uh, yeah, I think it's either that or the Samuel L. Jackson one. So basically, one by one they died. It first started with uh, Stalin's Cascade, and then Samuel L. Jackson, and then the marine biologist, and then there's this other guy played by Michael Rappaport, the the technician or yep. something like <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah he also died, and it is left with uh Doctor Susan. Uh, our hero played by Thomas Jane and uh, LL Cool J. And, <laughs> and for a moment at the end, you thought LL Cool J was going to die because he got beaten by a shark, which is actually quite ridiculous because for the rest yeah. of the other people, when they get beaten by sharks, right, they get completely annihilated right away. But for LL Cool J, yeah. right, he's like half beaten by the leg, you know, and he's just kind of like flying because he's the true MVP. Yeah, because he's the true MVP. He's the true MVP and he managed to to stab the shark in the eye with his crucifix chain. <laughs> because for not only is he a cook, not only he has a foul mouth pet parrot, he's also a religious man. There's one critical scene where where they oh, that where they have to all escape together, right? I kid you not, man. LL Cool J Help both Dr. Susan and Thomas Jane's hands and let them in a very passionate rapper-like prayer. Like, uh, our Father God in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be your name as you lead us through the valley of the shadow of death. Like, he's completely <laughs> rapping bar by bar. This is LL Cool J. And he can sell every single word because he is like one of the greatest rappers of all time. This is a guy who made Mama, make, Mama knock you out. So, he's yeah. so convincing. And, and in the end, he he survived because he took a harpoon with dynamite and killed the last big shark and the best explosion yeah. ever where the blood just kind of filled the entire uh, 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 water yeah. and happily, yeah. happily ever after, they killed all three sharks. And that's Deep Blue Sea for you. <laughs> That's 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 I mean, that's deep Lucy for you. Why I mean, is why is this movie so weirdly watchable? 
I, I really don't know. Like in this in this day and age where you have like stuff like Fast and Furious nineteen and like Transformers six or something like is also non-stop action. But I think the way that it was so like why it's so watchable is because like back then in the nineties, right, a lot of these films, for me at least, a lot of these films, right, they are what works is that they always try to be serious. The drama comes first. They always try to be serious. But at the same time they respect that it's it's, I think for me, I feel like they respect that it's going to be a trashy film, but they make it the best trashy film right. that they've ever done. Like all the scenes is so like how you say, like they you can tell every single scene is so well thought out. The way that they did every single scene is equally is they they equally distributed the 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 um like they, they concentrated equally on each scene. They didn't give one scene more importance than right, another right, right. scene. You know. Right. That's why. That's why. Like as a whole, right? Your movie is just, it's just scene after scene after scene that you want to watch. So you can't stop one. You have to watch it to the end. Right, right, right. And I think they sh- they they used to shoot scenes with much more precision as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and uh, yeah. There's something about films in the '90s as compared to now. Now and because it, it used to be shot on film as well. Now kind of everything is just like coverage, coverage, coverage. Whereas this one, you can't. Everything moves forward in a very uh, delightful way and the action is very well... It's functional, but it's well choreographed as well. Yeah, and it's so fluid. I I, I, I find it very interesting that when I first watched it as a kid, you know, this is like... When you're a kid, right, you really... This is the kind of films you watch. <clears throat> this film, The Day After Tomorrow, is like when you go to cinema with your friends or your family, let's watch a big movie. Is it good or bad? Who knows? Who cares? Uh, and then you get to a point, you know, you go to film school, you're like, ah, man, Deep Blue Sea, yeah, whatever, that kind of thing. But then after that, you get to a point where you watch films and then you appreciate genre a bit more. And now you come back to watch, you are like, you know what? This is a, This is a film that knows what it is and serves its functional purpose and you just got to appreciate films like that rather than a film that is trying to be two things at the same time this is a exactly b great shark movie uh, apparently roger big gave this 3.4 stars uh, so it's legit okay it's yeah, legit it's, it's legit. legit it's apparently one yeah. of the three best shark movies ever <laughs> it's definitely better than that jessica albert paul walker shark film called oh into the my blue God. Yeah. Now that film, right, is a poor version of this film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would say this film for me comes very close below Jaws. Like like this this because of L Cool J, right? This might even be better than Jaws for yeah. me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, this this yeah. Uh, uh, the I, the it's just it's just people that accept their craft for what it is. I I gotta make a, a confession here. I've actually never watched Jaws before. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, again, it's similar to this film, but it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic to that, that, that era and that genre. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, the same, it's the same idea of they are so, uh, how you say, they, don't, they, they focus on one thing and they try to make it the best instead of trying to be two things at one. Yep. And like everything, the tension and everything is all classic. It's so good. But yeah. Right. But right. yeah. So if you... If if say if say you had to remake this John, you had to remake Deep Blue Sea in twenty twenty, who will your cast be? Okay, my question is: Would it be a Netflix produced film or would it be a cinema release film? Mm-hmm. I I think I it's think a in Netflix this day film. Age, 
Yes, it's going to be a Netflix film. Okay. So I think if let's say uh, I have to recast everybody, uh, LL Cool J, because LL Cool J at that point of time was 31 years old. And mm. LL Cool J has been rapping for like 13 years. So you need to get someone who is a bit of a Lao Jiao rapper at this time. So mm-hmm. I would say Lao Jiao rapper plus uh, acting experience. So I mm. think uh, Ludacris is probably a good choice. Okay. Yeah, because he has Very the good. whole Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson, I have two interesting choices. Uh, actually, I was thinking, why not just get Samuel L. Jackson to replace himself? But I think he's <laughs> a bit too old already. So I would say first choice is Sterling K. Brown. Okay. Mm. okay. And the second choice is slightly younger, Lakeith Stansfield. Who's that? Lakeith Stansfield is the guy who played Darius in Atlanta. Ah, ah right. Okay, okay, right. okay. Yeah. The, the really skinny... The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting choice, right? Yeah. Not, not... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's the, yeah. Guy, it's the guy that was in Get Out, right? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, do you want to hear my choice for Carter, the Thomas Jane role? This is the most <laughs> counter-casting choice, Okay. Okay. Yes, okay. Okay, let's do it. Dom Hall Gleason. Oh my god, no. Dom Hall Gleason buffed up. And oh no. Okay. <laughs> well we can and always oh just no. we, we can always just go with Chris Pine. Hundred percent no, okay. It can't be Chris Pine. It's, he, he's he's too like, t- too A-list already. He yeah. needs to be some C list actor, right? He is be he's below key. I think Dom Hall Gleason, right, is too it's too much. It's too much. Okay, you, give you me can't, give, you can't give, have him. Give me a good, like one of those actors who act in like TV shows like Suits, that kind. No, 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 no. I hate to say it, right? But I think it needs to be someone that's like a B-grade action action star. Actually, you know who I want to see? My ideal, right? Like I think might be able to pull it off quite well, right? Clive Owen. Ah, but Clive Owen mm. is like reaching 50 already though. Yeah, True. I would say Clive Owen could take the Stellan Skarsgård role, actually. <laughs> yeah. wonder what's... Cl- oh, my God. Yeah. Clive Owen, Gerard Butler, mm-hmm. one of those. La. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Sarah, right? Dr. Sarah, just get, like, Claire Foy. Mm. Claire Foy yeah. or the Claire Mich- Foy. Mission Impossible, that the one who act as the sister who acted in The Crown, what's her name? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember her Hobbs name. Hobbs and Shaw. She was in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't remember her name. But again, she might she be was too in, popular. She, she was in that Bond Bond film also. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And... Oh my god! You know, you know, you know. Okay, controversial, but you know the lady that was in the Control Tower. Yeah. What oh, if? Right, oh, that that get... lady was actually. Uh, by the way, is John Turturro's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Random Fun fact. fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um I suddenly came into my mind, what if you get someone like Olivia Coleman to be in that role? Mm. Can you imagine how crazy that would be? It's like like a cameo like that, uh. Yeah. Yeah. But then okay, if you remake okay, about if you remake this film, right, are you still going to keep the nature of it where it's going to be a tr- trashy film? Okay. Or like, so... like upscale like Alex Garland sci fi vibe? A little bit of both, and I will tell you my story. Uh, by the way, uh, Stellan Skarsgård's replacement, right, will either be Kyle Chandler 
or a Song Kang Ho. <laughs> wow, and, wow, and, and wow, I'll, and wow, I'll tell wow. you why. I'll tell you why, okay? Asian, so, Asian so, invasion. Yeah. My story, right, is that uh, Deep Blue Sea, the remake, right, is set in year 2040. And it's set in this very Starship Troopers kind of world in the future already. Where where actually countries, right, uh, it's, it's a very sensitive, it's like Cold War Part 3 like that. And, you know, countries have have moved into allies, that kind of thing. So uh, in this day and age, and I'm just talking nonsense, right, in, in a movie world, right, the allies is like Japan, Korea, US, yeah, yeah. Uh, they are all in allies. La. And then the the other side is like some other countries. I do not have the brain capacity to think of it with any political accuracy. So the f- for fun's sake, why not? Let's just move the facility to Japan or Korea. <laughs> okay. And 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 in this day on age, the sharks, which is in the previous story, is they are used because uh they have protein that can uh uh save Alzheimer's, right? But in this age, the sharks are actually used to possess some sort of nuclear chip. So again, there are three sharks. And what makes them happen what 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 makes these sharks is that uh they literally become swimming or swimming nuclear time bombs. Wow. So, so they are That's quite they, are, they are swirling around kind of protecting territory that kind. And again, they mess it up because they just like the previous story uh they 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 activate the test even intensely and our sharks become extra not even extra smarter but they over nuclearize and here's the dilemma uh you know they start messing shit up they start killing uh people one by one but the thing is the insane thing is uh it's either you let the sharks kill you but if you try to kill them they will explode and half the world will disappear wow Wow, that's quite intense. That's quite intense. And and I have uh, no way in... I have no idea how to end this story. So I'm just stuck there. <laughs> well, I mean, we have all the time of this lockdown to figure that out. Right, right. And hopefully in 2021, it goes into production and maybe I in hope the next so, man. five years... I, I hope Deep Blue Sea, the remake, remake, is my first feature film. And, and yeah... You can you can be the cinematographer <laughs> for it. We should we should do this. We should bring this remake to 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 Netflix. Live. Yeah. Yes. Let's, yes. You should see. You should see daylight. People mm. definitely deserve to see this film. And there it goes. That's the. We've come to the end of our show talking about the most unexpected topic under the sun, <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. And yeah, I mean, to keep us during this crazy crazy times at this point of time uh i want to do a shout out to a few instagram pages uh that in this lockdown you can go check it out uh the first one is the pillow shot club by by the friend of ours who just started this new instagram page inspired by ozu pillow shots and mm-hmm. yeah, and it's basically it's, it's called the the pillow shot club. The, the Instagram handle, the pillow shot club. Yeah, and yeah, it's basically inviting people to uh, shoot fifteen second landscape videos of uh, 
of what you see outside your window. So if you are inspired and you want to take part in this uh, solidarity, you can go check the Instagram handle out. The second Instagram handle is off in Liu, which mm. belongs to to our good friend mm, here. Ra- Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> it's Rachel's pin- me. painting painting Instagram handle. Yeah. So if you want commissioned her any paintings, do check it out. There are some uh, very decent uh, blind drawings inside. Yeah. And please pay her as well. And <laughs> and that's about it. That's all we want yeah. to share with the whole world. And we thank you very much for listening to our very uh, chaotic podcast once again. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And stay safe, everybody. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. 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 And here's... Uh, bye. I can't hear I can't hear. This, this is ridiculous, man. I'm watching the video and it's just absolutely ridiculous. Okay, John, I'm going to go eat my lunch now. He's pretty much rapping from a point of view of a shark. How, how great is that, man? <laughs>